Hello and welcome to Yoga Coach Podcast, dedicated to educating, guiding, and inspiring those who care to cultivate optimal wellness, create union of body, mind, and spirit through the practice of yoga for a sustainable, happy, and a healthy lifestyle. I'm Tamara Page, E-R-Y-T, at the 500-hour level, and we're here live today at Prana Yoga and Healing Center in Sarasota, Florida. Just came off of a really fabulous wool class. We did wool yoga stretching with resistance and inverting on the wall and back bending on the wall. And I am so honored to share my special guest, Doug, a young man who is very built and very fit and strong and flexible, has been with me for a number of years. And in fact, he might even be the age of my son, I'm not sure. but. Doug started out in um, a practice, an energy practice of, I think it was jujitsu, right, Doug? Yeah, jujitsu and, and wrestling, a few other martial arts as well. Yeah, when I first met you a number of years ago, you practiced jujitsu and you just popped into yoga. And here we are years later, and I'm actually going to post him on Instagram today. He was doing a phenomenal back bend on the wall. So, um, for those of you who are on my Instagram, you'll get to see Doug uh, posted today. But thank you. Thank you for taking time after class this morning, Doug, to um, share some of the experiences that you have with energy work. And really, that's what we're going to talk about more than, than our yoga practice, because our yoga practice is so phenomenal, but the energy part of it is really fascinating as well. And um, the jujitsu, I know that's working with energy, right? If I understand correctly? Yeah, quite a bit. A lot of martial arts are more connected to like energy and connecting with those other senses than a lot of people would think instead of just like training, you mm -hmm. know, just to be strong and to do certain techniques. There's also a lot of reading your opponent, being able to know how much energy you're able to expend doing a move or in a situation. So there, there is that side of it a lot more than I think a lot of people probably would normally think with martial arts. Or, or we would even realize. Yeah. 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 It's um, very skillful from yeah. what I understand. So um, you're, by education, you're also an engineer, right? Yeah, a mechanical engineer. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So you have a lot to bring to the table with your engineering background and your energy work and having practiced yoga for a number of years and um, really it's a delight to to know you and to practice yoga with you and and thank you for sharing um, today we're going to talk about a very interesting topic with doug who had brought something to my attention um maybe a year ago or so um, something that I had never really had any knowledge of or any experience with um, that I found fascinating. So um, I thought it would be really great to have Doug share his knowledge about this instrument that is used to um, create tuning in the body. And it's, if, I'm, if I understand it correctly, it's called a tuning fork. Yeah, tuning forks are what I mostly use and kind of what I 
first got into when I got into sound healing and sound energy, um, there are quite a few other different devices people will use with sound healing, like the, you know, the gongs and the, the bowls as well, or there's even pipes that are cut off that have certain frequencies with them. Uh, but what I mostly work with are the, the tuning forks. So how are the tuning forks different than the other um, bowls and the gongs and the other sound energies that you just described? They all work on kind of the same principle of sound healing and sound energy. Um, but what I really like about the tuning fork is you can really get it specifically like pinpointed in a location or something you can do with a tuning fork that you can't do with the other instruments is actually use the, uh, the stem end of it and you apply it to a certain point mm -hmm. and it will put that frequency directly in that spot, which you can't necessarily always do for every spot with a, like a, one of the bowls or a gong or something like that. So it's more kind of specifically targeted with a tuning fork. So let's talk about what a tuning fork is. Is it an instrument? I know what it looks like because you've been gracious enough to actually demonstrate it on me. But for those who are listening who've never heard of a tuning fork, we might have all kinds of preconceived ideas in our mind about, you know, some pitchfork or some little thing that is like a metal detector, you know, can bring up all kinds of ideas. What is a tuning fork, Doug? How would you best describe it? It's a very simple instrument. It, most of them are made out of metal. There are some that are made out of crystal and other materials, but basically it is a, a single solid piece of metal that is that has one end is the stem, which you typically hold, the other end is the two prongs, so that when you strike the tuning fork with a rubber mallet or activate it, it will resonate at the specific frequency that it is sized to produce whenever it's activated. Does that mean it's preset? Or does it resonate with the energy of the person? Yeah, so it, it's determined by its size, which frequency it corresponds to. By the so, size of the person? Uh, no, by the size of the tuning fork. Oh, so, I see. Okay. Like, it depends on the frequency. The higher the frequency, typically the shorter it's going to be. Mm -hmm. There's some other geometrical factors in there, but for ones that are the same size, the longer kind of gets into lower frequencies and higher tuning forks are much shorter. Okay, well, now that we have a little bit more clear idea about what it is, um, why would somebody want to use a tuning fork versus a singing bowl or be around a gong or in addition to those? There, there's all kinds of reasons. Um, probably one of the biggest ones would be the tuning fork is extremely affordable and also very portable. It's very easy to use on yourself. Um, you can use it to target any kind of specific area that you want healing. Um, the first one that I got was the 111-111 Hertz tuning fork, which is kind of a general all-around healing. So that one was really cool. And I started learning I could do all kinds of um, different things with that tuning fork. Mm -hmm. You can you know, pinpoint it on spots of your body if you have a particular- Like if you're in pain, maybe? Yeah, like if you're in pain, mm -hmm. like if you point at your elbow, if you have tendonitis or something in your elbow, you can point it like that. Mm -hmm. uh, something else that I like to use it for is to put it up to like a glass of water before you drink it. Um, because water does store some type of memory within it. Um, there's a Japanese researcher who did a lot of um, studies around this, Dr. Emoto, and water, since it's a polar molecule, there's one positive, one negative end. 
it will tend to form these memory clusters over time. So they did these experiments where um, they would have different frequencies or even words that were spoken into water and they would freeze it afterwards or things would grow in it. Mm -hmm. And the ones that had this positive energy, positive words, it had a visible effect in how these crystals would form with the ice, with how things would grow in it. So I kind of take that principle too with you know using the tuning forks and our bodies are like 75, 80% water. So you're kind of interacting with that water in your body as well, kind of on a 3D, you know, physical level. How fascinating. Interesting. So in addition to tuning in, and that's really what yoga is all about, is tuning in. This is just another methodology to help us tune in. And one of our, our colleagues in class earlier said something really cute. She said, oh, I think I knew that. Like, I have to go get my car tuned up. Um, I probably should have my body tuned up. And I thought, well, yeah. <laughs> right? Isn't that what we're trying to do through yoga is continually tune, tune in yeah, and tune that, up? And... That's, that's really a great, great analogy for it. That is how I like to view um, using the tuning forks a lot. It's kind of this routine or as needed, just like a car where you know, your car isn't running like you would like, or it needs some fluids topped off, or however, to make your car run the best, that's kind of what tuning forks can do. Right, we have to rotate our tires, change the oil, change the filters, same thing in our body, right? Absolutely. Yeah, so it's a very interesting concept, these uh, tuning forks, and um, is it something that you do every single day? There have been times where I've done it every single day, I've changed up all kinds of different ways just to see really what works best. Um, if, if I am able to do it every, every day, which is typically um, this one particular set that I have, it's the Solfeggio frequencies, where these are frequencies that were discovered and put out by Nikola Tesla, and they all correspond to different chakras on your body. Mm. It starts with uh, 396 hertz, corresponds to the root chakra, and then all the way up in order to where the crown chakra is, nine thirty. Can I just stop you for a minute? Because mm -hmm. we might have some listeners who have no idea what the chakras are. Oh, okay. Do you want to describe they the, the energy are centers? How the energy body from is basically broken down into these energy centers that all correspond to um, different like emotions, different functions. So the bottom three chakras are more like in the, the physical body survival, um, your will, and a lot more connected to your body. But once you get to like the fourth chakra, which is the heart, um, that one starts getting to more higher level consciousness. And then the throat is communication. Mm -hmm. um, your sixth chakra, your third eye. Is intuition. Like your, yeah, your intuition and your ability to clearly see things as they are. And then the crown is your, your connection to everything, your higher connection to the universe. That's a really um, lovely overview of the chakras. Thank you. So, yeah, so the tuning forks really help tune into our chakras, is what you're saying? Yeah. Or tune so up the they, chakras? They, they really correspond pretty well to the chakras, and certain ones will, like the one for the heart, which is six, 639 hertz, that one is supposed to heal relationships and do things that are really corresponding to the heart chakra. and to love and how that chakra would function as well as corresponding on an actual kind of metaphysical 
this frequency in this part of the body with this organ. So there's kind of a few levels to it. There's like an emotional one and there's also more like a science, quantum physics type. Fascinating. Absolutely fascinating. I think we could go on and on about this, but um, I, for one, really appreciated the introduction to it. I appreciated the experience that I had when you brought the tuning forks in, and it clearly um, made a difference in my day in in everything. It was it was interesting, and like I say, you know, I thought I had experienced just about everything. Um, maybe not ayahuasca, you know, that's the only thing I haven't done, <laughs> but I've kind of tuned into so many different um, modalities, but that's one I'd never heard of, so I was really intrigued by it, and my first perception of it was, well, a tuning fork, isn't that like that big instrument where you go around in the ground and you try to locate where water is? Oh, and, yeah, the divination you know, Yeah, exactly, yeah. That, that was what first came to mind when you said tuning fork, so I can only imagine what the perception is for others who also have never really heard of it, but um, it's it's fascinating, and I know that you are um, available to do tuning fork sessions right here at Prana Yoga for anybody who'd like to try one. Do you want to um, tell how that might work cost-wise and how much time somebody would need if they happen to be coming into town to visit Sarasota or if they live here? Yeah, um, um... Probably the best way would be to reach out through my Instagram, which is um, A R C H Indigo, all one word, like the cut, like the shade of purple indigo, mm -hmm. so Arc Indigo, um, and it would be uh, sixty dollars for a session. Just reach out to me, and we can um, set it up. If anyone's listening who's interested in you know trying this, I'd I'd probably recommend getting. Um, just two basic forks to start out with the the one 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 hertz, which is kind of everything general healing. Um, it's a very powerful one. If if you just get that one and you're interested in trying it out, that would be a really cool one to, to start with. And then the four thirty two hertz, which is the the Gaia um, natural frequency of the planet. So, but it might be better to have you teach them, right? Do do a session or two so that you, they can really get a feel for. Yeah, exactly. so in the session it would be like the whole um, the whole spectrum of the chakras mm -hmm. and kind of a, a whole rebalancing would be the difference. And I think another way to reach um, Doug would be to call Prana Yoga Center. Uh, Regina would forward the information to you as well, I'm yeah. sure. Because she could schedule the appointment for you mm -hmm. or with you. So it's... Um, it's fascinating, and um, again, I thank you so much, Doug, for taking time. I know you're a working man, and you take time out of your busy day to come here just to practice yoga with us, and then now you're taking extra time to, to do this podcast. So I'm so grateful that you're sharing your information, and um, as always, want to thank our listeners and with that we wish everybody a very happy healthy joyful day and remember that we want for life to treat all of